Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and welcome to you today. I trust that this message will be a blessing to you. Today, I am drawn to Exodus chapter 33 in my reading, and I've come upon a passage that's very special to me, and I've got a few thoughts about that that I thought I should share with you. The Lord has put on my heart, and so I want us to look at this in Exodus chapter 33. And I want to begin the reading in verse 7, but I want to set the context for you first. In Exodus chapter 32, Moses had been on the mountain with God receiving the law receiving the blueprint for the tabernacle, receiving the Ten Commandments on the tablets of stone for the last 40 days and 40 nights. Well, in 32, the people get weary of of him being gone so long. They don't know what's happened to him. So they go to Aaron, Moses' brother, and they say to Aaron, hey, you know, we don't know what happened to Moses. He's gone. We don't, even though they could still see the cloud, there, they could still see the, the high presence of the Lord there. They sunk back into their old ways of sin and evil and idolatry that they had picked up from the land of Egypt. So they tell Aaron they want a, an idol. They want some God that they can see. They want some idol, some carved image. And so Aaron tells them, bring me all your gold and stuff and we'll put it all together. And so Aaron crafts this golden idol in the form of a calf. Well, it angers the Lord because idolatry is a very evil sin. And God will not tolerate it because he alone is God. We even see that represented whenever the Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant, took it into their house of their temple of all their gods, stuck it in there with Dagon, and God saw to it. As long as it was in there, Dagon kept falling to the ground. It was like, no, I'm not. I'm God alone. No one else. No one else can be on the same shelf as me. No one else. I'm El Elyon. I am God most high. So God will not tolerate idolatry it will be judged. And so God tells Moses, he says, get down from here. Your people have committed a grievous sin. Moses goes down from the mountain, throws the tablets down because they've already broken them in their spirit. They've already broken the first 10. They didn't even keep one of the 10. So Moses deals with all of that. They all have to have consequences, suffer consequences for that sin. And so now in chapter 33, God is angry with them because of idolatry. And he is not, he says, I will keep my covenant. I'm going to lead you into the land, but I'm not planning on going with you. My holy presence is not going to be with you for you to treat me in this way. He was not planning on going with them in a special way where they could see him and be a part of fellowship with him. Because of their stubbornness and their idle tendencies and their lack of fear and reverence that was proven by this grievous sin and their disobedience. So I want us to pick up the reading now in verse 7. 
of Exodus chapter 33. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. So it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose and each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door and all the people rose and worshiped each man in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you've not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight, and consider that this nation is your people. And he, meaning God, said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. I want to talk today about these verses, and I want to title this message, Craving. I want you to notice what Moses did immediately when all of this was happening and God was saying, I'm angry with them. I'm going to fulfill my promise because I guaranteed it to Abraham. But my presence, that sweet fellowship is not going to be available to y'all anymore. I want you to notice what Moses did. Moses went and pitched his tent far away from the camp. In other words, he's like, God, they did this, but I don't want to have any part in it. I'm avoiding every bit of it. I'm getting away from the evil that they are associated with and the evil they have done. I'm after you, God. My choice is you, God. I want to meet with you. I want to be your friend. I want to know you. I don't want to have any part in any of that. So he pitched his tent. He took a tent of his own and pitched it far from the camp. And notice this then, he calls it the tent of meeting. And you will find it referred to in other places as you read through the Old Testament. But he called it the tent of meeting and it was for one purpose. He built it and he moved away from all the evils so that he could meet with God. He said, God, I choose to still fellowship with you. I choose you. My devotion is to you. My affection is for you. My craving is for you. In the Old Testament, there's another man who had a very similar desire and craving, and his name was David. 
And David longed for the presence of the Lord. David was king. He had the palace. He had the honor and of the people, his subjects. He had riches. He had fame. He had all of these things that were success to him. But his heart said, when he wrote Psalm 27, he cries this cry, and he says in verse 4 and 5, One thing I have desired, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire or admire and respect Him and honor Him in His temple. It reminded me of this heart of David for the craving after God, this tabernacle of David, to the point that David was driven in his heart because of that craving to go after the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. And he, he messed up the first time because he didn't honor God and do it the right way, but he went the second time and he did it right. And he honored the Lord and he brought it back dancing and whirling and rejoicing because of the presence of God. Because David yearned to be with God in his presence. And I believe, beloved friend, that there are still Christians today, I hope and pray you are one of those who shares the craving of Moses, who shares the craving of David, who longs to be with the Lord. According to Amos chapter 9, verse 11, and according to James, the brother of, the half-brother of Jesus, who was the leader of the Jerusalem Council in Acts chapter 15. In verse 16, he understands that God is now fulfilling Amos' prophecy to raise up the tabernacle of David today. That desire, that craving for God and for his presence to know him like Moses longed to know him, to know him and to admire and honor him and be with him like David longed to do. And if you want to learn more about the Tabernacle of David, I do have a series on that. It's in the archives. You can listen to all of those messages where I go in depth about the Tabernacle of David to help us understand because God is raising that up today. It started way back in Acts chapter 15 with the birth of the church. And among the church, there are those who are hungering and craving the presence of the Lord. Notice back in Exodus chapter 33, where this tent of meeting that Moses created, that Moses set aside and removed far away from all the evil that they had participated in, was available to all who would seek the Lord. There was an open invitation, even in Moses' day, to seek after God and to come and get as much of God as you wanted. Moses was after God. We see now in a, in a moment, Joshua was after God. They were seeking after him. It literally can mean to demand, desire, or crave. Seeking to find him. Seeking after him. To crave him. And everyone was welcome. Everyone who would seek the Lord, everyone who would turn away from all of that evil and come to Jesus, everyone who would come to the Lord, everyone who would come was welcome. It's similar to the secret place 
that the psalmist in Psalm 91 writes about. And in Psalm 91, we're not told who that author is. Psalm 90 was written by Moses. So could Psalm 91 have also been written by Moses? I suggest that perhaps either Moses or David may have written Psalm 91. But the very first word it talks about is dwelling in the secret place. Similar to the tent of meeting in Moses' day or to the tabernacle of David in David's day. That secret place where you get along with God, where Moses and God would meet together. And that presence of God was real and evident because of the cloud that would appear. And God would talk with Moses and Moses would talk with God. Sweet fellowship together. Then we would see how Moses in his duties, in a sense like a senior pastor or a senior rabbi over this whole congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness, would meet with God and then would go and bring forth the word of the Lord, go do what God told him to do, to care for the people, to lead them. Then he would return and spend time with God. But I want you to notice, young guy, Joshua, He's not yet called into his ministry at this time, but notice his heart. This, I hope, will speak to you, especially if you are a young person or young in your faith. Spend time in the secret place with God. Go to this tent of meeting, so to speak. It's not, it's not here in our day. We're not talking about a physical place, but you get alone with God. Notice Joshua's heart. He remained there. At this time, he did not have the responsibilities like Moses had. And so he used this time to crave for the presence of the Lord and to seek the Lord. He didn't want to leave God's presence. And this shows us his heart. And so then Moses in this tent of meeting gets along with God and he prays to God and he appeals to God. He longs to know intimately and personally God's ways. His way of life, it really is talking about in the Hebrew, a trodden road. In other words, a road well-traveled, a road where you go through life together and you are doing life together and you are walking the path together, the course of action, the mode of living, the journey, the direction the habits, the path, the manner, the character, all of that. Moses longed to know God's ways. He had an intimate longing for more of God. And notice God's response. This kind of prayer, when it's sincere from the heart of any believer, any Christian, any person who knows God and is a part of his family, when we pray that and we pray it sincerely, it pleases the Lord. And he promised then to answer Moses and to be with Moses. Later we'll see where he makes the same promise to Moses' successor, Joshua, in the latter part of Deuteronomy and in Joshua chapter 1 and so forth. And the reason is because both of these men longed for God. Their craving was for him. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, and I just brought this out in the Bridge to Excellence Hebrews study in one of my lessons that I did recently. 
In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says this, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That word for looking unto is talking about giving our undivided attention to him. It's a craving for him. And Moses had this, and Joshua had this. And I want you to notice in verse 15 of Exodus chapter 33, hear the heart of Moses when he makes this declaration. He says, God, if you are not going with us, do not lead us out of here. In other words, Moses was saying this, I'd rather stay here in this desert with you until the day that I die than to go anywhere without your presence with me. I want to be in the center of your will. I want to be in a place where I'm dwelling in the secret place of the Most High God. I want to be in a place where you and I are in fellowship together, Lord. I want to be in a place where I'm pleasing you and I'm able to spend time in your presence and you meet with me and you talk to me as with a friend. I want to have that relationship with you. And if I can't have that anywhere else, I'll stay right here in this desert forever with you. Do you and I have that kind of craving for the Lord, for the Lord himself? Beloved friend, Moses did, David did, and Christians today do as well. I pray that you are one of those and that I always am one of those as well. I want my craving to be for the Lord, undividedly, singly, and holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, holy, after him and him alone. May we all have that type of craving like Moses had and like David had to be with the Lord always. I pray this has been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future messages brought by Covenant Truth Ministries. God bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen.